graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Fear not, for you are found. You are home, and there is no going back. No one leaves this place. But what is this place? The answer is... Sakaar. Surrounded by cosmic gateways, Sakaar lives on the edge of the known and unknown. It is the collection point for all lost and unloved things. Like you. But here on Sakaar, you are significant. You are valuable. Here, you are loved. And no one loves you more than the Grand Master. He is the original, the first lost and the first found, the creator of Sakaar and father of the Contest of Champions. Where once you were nothing, now you are something. You are the property of the Grand Master. Congratulations. You will meet the Grand Master in five seconds. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. You are now meeting the Grand Master. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy who makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com, and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcast. What the? You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit Two Strangers One Podcast.net. And now, here's Chris Cologne and Jennifer Belanga. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. And you got Jennifer here. And yeah, Jen is like... Oscar's favorite. You're the... Well, you're, like you're the glue. You're you're the glue. Every time the show kind of goes into transition, it's like you're like we are going back to the old the, school. You're the mortar. You're the of the well, podcast. I'm kind of like not old school, but you know, because Kristen. Well, Kristen, like Kristen, be old, old school. Old school, old school. But you were like you were there I'm towards like the, the end. You were towards the end of Kristen's Kristen's run. Yes. And uh, with that, it's gonna be May. <laughs> <laughs> I've been harassing you with oh, that one. Sorry. The first thing I said was like, "It's almost May." No one. Well, actually, you know, you didn't. You weren't the. You weren't. I mean, you posted a Justin Timberlake oh, GIF, yeah. but then, then like all these other people started putting like May, and I'm like, "Oh, you son of a bitch!" I did the adult, the adult one, though. the hello. It's oh, May. hello, yeah, yeah it's, it's May. May. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. And, and so what a what a crazy couple of weeks it's been since the last like I'll podcast. Say, why don't you explain what's been going on with you first? Well, I, I mean, I I kind of I put out the last episode and it was sort of like a shortened episode, no commercials, just to sort of like I wanted to take what was left of the the audio that me and Austin had because like there was a day I went to the library and then uh, the day for Infinity War I went into work early. And left early specifically so I can go to see Infinity, which is weird because I got fired the next. Day. So I'm wondering. <laughs> <laughs> and well, I, that was then. And you know, anyone who's been listening to the podcast knows it was a long time coming. I knew I was going to be getting fired sometime. You know, I knew it was going to be sometime soon. It just it was coincidentally. I mean, and don't but were be wrong. you fired or were you let go? Because I mean, like Paul told me that he know. I think he said that he knows other people who got let go or something like that, oh. or that they're letting go people, or that you oh, yeah. weren't the only one to get. Oh, absolutely! Oh no, that that was uh, one of the things about the job was that they were in a. And I don't want to say the name of the place because since Austin mm-hmm. still works there, I don't want to 
just tear into them. But they were in the middle of a pivot, mm-hmm. and we'd have these we'd have these company wide meetings, or everyone meets in the room, or whatever. And it's sort of like they called it the pivot. They were letting people go like crazy. There was a woman right. there with eighteen years on the job. They let go a guy from HR. They let go. Um, you know, uh, you know, with uh, uh, a housekeeping guy, they let go. Wow. So, so them letting me go. Now, I was the last person that was hired. Not the, uh, excuse me. There were people hired after me from the uh, from the temp, temp agency, but one of them got hired after me, which was a little upsetting. But that being said, she knew the manager from one of his former where he where she used to work. She knew the manager. Okay. And the people that they were hiring after me also knew that manager. He was hiring people from his old job. Right. She just so happened to come in from the temp agency. She got hired before me, even though she was a temp after me. Um, the other temp after me just quit out of frustration. So I was the last person there with a temp badge, like forever. Like, you right. know, like everyone in that, in that particular place, everyone had a blue badge. I had a green badge. And like, you know, like I was, you know, the last fucking, the last of the Mohicans walking around in there. And then like, even at the end of the day, there's this big thing where you have to clock in your hour. It's like, I mean, you clock in when you clock in, but you also have to keep track of your hours. And it has everybody's name. And okay. then like me, it would have my name, the, the, the temp agencies, like call letters, and then my last name. Uh. And so like, I stuck out like a sore thumb on the list and I'm surprised that I lasted that long. And, I, and I'm like... I'm wondering, did they did they use like me leaving for Infinity War to be like the straw that broke the camel's back, or was it just a crazy coincidence? And I'm don't get me wrong, I'm glad I got fired after Infinity War because yeah. <laughs> I'm still suffering from depression from fucking Infinity War. <laughs> but, you almost a lot of people. There is a lot of people that are seriously impacted by the ending of that movie. It was, and I guess I mean just straight up, this is going to be. There, I'm going to have spoiler talk because <laughs> like, you know. I just can't do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's, I mean, it, I've seen enough YouTube videos and I've heard enough podcasts where people we're now like in spoiler territory. Well, it's already so. been a whole week, so like all the devoted fans that like would not want the spoilers, you would think would hate it by now. Yeah. Plus, also, I mean, like, what is this actually? Because it's been over a week at this point. Yeah, well, I'll be putting this out a day or two, so yeah, you know, probably so, I mean, a day to edit it. It's a week and, and a half. Yeah, you, I would you, say respectable. You've had plenty of time, and if you haven't, just well, are you talking it about now? it now? Because if you're talking about it now, then just say fast forward about the next five ten minutes. Yeah, I, what I'll here. probably do is I think when when we get done, if there, nothing else pops into my head, I'll probably put in the show notes for people like you know, if you want to hit spoilers, you know, jump to the yeah, you know, this point. the forty minute mark or whatever the Absolutely. case may. <laughs> and uh, so, uh, so what happened was that day. Usually I record, usually I was recording with Austin in our car rides to work and back. And he's a busy person and, and I don't know what his future is going to be with the podcast. Only because he's such a busy guy that quite frankly that was the only time we could record was on our way to and from work. Because, you know, he's, you know, his, his girlfriend has a son that he takes care of and, and he works and he kind of, he kind of has an unofficial second job. So he's, he's, he's busy. And so, um, you know, I mean, of course I'd like for him to, you know, at least make a guest appearance for Christ's sakes, right. but um, I don't know what the future of that of, of what that was. But um, that day at work, because I know I wanted to go see Infinity War, and I yeah. said fuck it. Like that Tuesday, the Tuesday of the week it came out, I said all right, and I ordered tickets uh, to the the Tinsel Town here in, in Rochester, the only IMAX in, in mm. Rochester, the best I'm to the best of my ability I'm aware of, is the IMAX Tinsel Town seven o'clock showing, the absolute first showing. And when I went to buy tickets, that's one of those uh, predetermined seat theaters. like yeah. uh, pre- So it was like one seat by itself and like two handicapped seats. 
and well, there were two companion for the handicapped seats. So right. like there was a space there. So if you were in a wheelchair, you could sit in a wheelchair. And then they kept then like the seats they were kind of keeping worth like if uh, the person in a wheelchair comes with a companion for the companion to sit in. So so it's sort of like I was stuck. It's and, like a seat and a half basically. Yeah. They do, it's kind of like a love seat. Yeah. And it's, yeah. what happened was is like I wanted the companions. <laughs> like at first I kind of wanted the companions. I'm like, hey, if someone shows up with a wheelchair, I'll help them out. Right. But, <laughs> but why like, not? Bring, bring a pillow with you, a blanket, you can lay down. <laughs> and, uh, Snooze through the freaking commercials at the beginning there. Like they put on a half hour commercials. Before they even do trailers these days. Like, that's the kind of part that's a little well, ridiculous to me. And that's pretty much, I mean, I think Paul has even, like, said on the show that, you know, Paul's a manager at a movie theater and it's sort of like, the memo went out that in, in uh, of all the things that they're doing for the movie theaters to make up the money that they're quote-unquote losing to Netflix and so on, is they're going to have a half an hour of commercials for the right. movie. Right. But so, they should start it, in my opinion, earlier. I mean, like, and I understand it too. They're trying to throw the commercials in front of everybody at Showtime so that way the most people see it when they're popping it on or whatever. But I don't know. I would say start the commercials a little bit before the Showtime. Start the trailers right at the show. Because, I mean, especially too, you always have about 20 minutes of trailers as well. So you're like about a half hour at least before you're actually starting the movie. And nowadays, if it's if yeah. it's a movie that you don't, if it's a movie that you don't, you're not worried about seating, mm-hmm. you can show up 20 minutes late to and still not miss the movie. Well, yeah, like <laughs> opening day Avengers. So, oh yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's opening that's day. That's a whole different ball game. Well, I mean, even with even like at Tinseltown, where my seat was arranged, I could have come in 20 minutes late. Well, yeah, because you had and your not seat. miss the movie. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's I would have yeah. would have been annoying to people around me. But uh, so yeah, that that so I went now because usually, like I said, I record with Austin on our way in, but. Um, so I told him, look, I gotta leave by six because I have to be. At the, I wanted to be at the movie theater by seven, right. which I had plenty of time. You know, from the from my job or my old job to the to the theater was probably like a fifteen minute car ride at, at worst. You know, especially you know, rush hour traffic, 15, 20 minutes at worst. Right. But I left at six, so I told him, I said, look, I could come in at three and leave at six, or I can come in early. So he's like, well, you want to come in early? So I said, sure, fuck it, I came in early. You know, so I actually worked with the day shift, which is part of my issues with my old job okay. is that the day shift is just full of incompetent, lazy, and... Time that, clock suckers. I mean, that's usually... Uh, yeah, dude, whenever I used to work a nine-to-five job, that's pretty mm-hmm. much what it was filled with. When I used to... That's all they're doing. They're trying to suck out the time on the clock. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and, and that's what's killing me is that... Um, that's why I never the, worked. Like, when I had the... Um, the choice at Sprint mm-hmm. to be able to work from home or work at the office. I spent most of my time working from home because I could actually work at yeah. home because at the office, mm-hmm. every time I went there, it was like, first off, I wasn't there all the time. So immediately they were like, oh, fresh blood, you're drawn into me. Let's tell her all about my weekend and this uh, every story that I've already told everybody else that's been here all week. So now uh, I'm going to go and tell her and everything. So I couldn't ever get anything done because everybody else that I worked with was distracting me. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. Yeah, but, you know, I loved my time at Sprint and everything, and it's led me to what got me here. So I did that for almost 10 years, and it's been a long time, too, because it was 2009. So what's what's your, what's your opinion on the Sprint-T-Mobile merger? Uh, You know, actually, I think it's going to be good. I, like, I honestly, I mean, because especially, too, I still got some Sprint stock, so, mm. <laughs> you know. But honestly, I do think it's going to be good Um, as far as, like, especially with everything that they're looking to do with having the phones, you know, like how in Europe... You know, you can take your same phone and go to any carrier. Use your same phone. Mm-hmm. We don't have that here. You still have to buy a new phone every time a new carrier. Mm-hmm. Now they're trying to change all that and everything. And when they first started saying that, I was like, well, it's not going to work here because 
all the carriers are so much different technology and you know what I mean like everybody's kind of got like their own little bundle of different types and whatnot oh because over the years they've acquired different things from the baby bells on mm-hmm. and um you know so I really just think that given just everywhere where like everything's going mm-hmm. I think it's honestly going to be a good thing so you know I I've just seen a little bit about it I mean like that's the thing lately I haven't been able to keep up with like the news and stuff as much as I used to you know because I'm running so much and I'm kind of in like my own little tech bubble <laughs> these days you know yelling out at people so um, yeah, because I'm working at festivals these days, so like, you know, part of my job is hiking, which is so funny, because like, Ben came with me for a couple of them and everything, and he was just like, man, he's like, all you do is shout at people, you know, they're class nail files, they never wear it out, he's like, and they come over and they start telling you your, their damn life story, <laughs> he's like, what is it, that, you know, like, why, why do they do that, I'm like, I don't know, man, I'm like, but I just smile and nod, and, <laughs> you know. As your pitch, get them to come over to come over to you and well, just sort of. Well, like, I don't care. Just come over and talk to me for a second. And let me show you that it removes hair. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Let me give you a ball spot in your arm, and you tell me yes or no, and be on your way. You know, but it does get a little bit annoying though sometimes when people are standing there and talking. But then, like you know, for instance, too, we had at Canvas Fest. I had a gentleman come over and start talking, and I realized that he knew Christopher, which Christopher was a gentleman who used to work with the company, but he passed away suddenly last year. We expected it, uh-huh. and um, so I was at Canvas Fest. And the guy started talking to me about, like, a gentleman. And at first I thought he was talking about Shane, who happens to own the company. But then I realized very quickly, because once he said something about, like, it's a damn shame he passed away. And I was like, oh, shit, he's talking, you know, oh. which who I didn't really, like, I never actually knew Christopher personally, mm-hmm. you know, which I um, wish I had. Uh-huh. I mean, like, I've kind of gotten to know him in spirit, which is really kind of, like, cool in a way. But also I feel a little guilty about it, too, because, like, you know, there's been things where, like, I've... Um, you know, I had to look at things like a hard drive and that, you know, you're like, you're not expecting like having somebody look at your hard drive. So I almost felt like I was kind of like, like peering into someone's life. Yeah. Like, you like, know, but at the same time, too, it's like I reading needed, someone's journal, like back yeah, in the day, like, a, but I needed to see what was on it. Cause I needed to see like, was there anything business related or was it something I needed to send to Shane or, you know, that kind of thing. Cause it happened to be with all the stuff that, you know, up here. Mm-hmm. So, cause when he passed away, Shane brought a bunch of stuff here. Mm-hmm. of his and that's how I ended up with like a crap load of records I still have I found a box of DVDs <laughs> that I had no idea about so now there's another damn box of DVDs I'm like are you freaking kidding me with this shit like this is the storage wars that just never ends because when he um, when Christopher passed away Shane acquired three storage lockers down in Atlanta, Georgia, and also acquired the rent for those. Mm-hmm. And in total, it was like six, seven hundred dollars a month Ooh. in rent. Yeah, so well, pretty three, quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for three of them, I mean, yeah, but yeah, that's yeah. That's... So pretty quickly, he was down there emptying these things out or whatever. But then, yeah, he blew through Rochester and he left a ton of shit in my garage. Like I had at first. I mean, you yeah, I remember them. you had crates of like there was like what seventies disco. Oh, and remember too, the CDs were all in those books. Mm-hmm. Oh and yeah. And then he had all the cases in the boxes and everything. I had to match up. It was like eighteen like boxes. I forgot how many we figured out. I think we figured out that there were hundred CDs or something oh, wow. like that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And it was all like started. dance, like disco. Oh, like well, he like was very club. good in the eighties. So <laughs> <laughs> it showed. And his music selection. A lot I mean, of like, dance he was club still, music. You go through those records, there's still a ton of, like, Amy Grant. Like, I don't know what it was about Amy Grant. He loved Amy Grant. Because he had, like, all of her records and CDs. Like, the same, <laughs> same stuff. But the CD copies as well and everything. Uh-huh. Um, trying to think what else there was, too. A ton of share. Um, Whitney. You know, all your typical. Yeah, oh, dance yeah. music. Britney Bitch, of course. <laughs> oh, man, yeah. Um, 
That's what I'm saying. Like, I've kind of gotten to know him in spirit because mm -hmm. of, like, just kind of going through all the stuff that, you know, brought here for me. But, yeah, so I found another box of these. Gonna have to get dealt with. I don't know. You can thumb through those later if you want to see, <laughs> see if there's anything you're interested in. Um, all right. Well, you know, yeah, because, I mean, like, now, because remember, I was taking that stuff down to the Avon flea market mm -hmm. last year, which I am so grateful to not be working this year because the Avon flea market is no fucking joke. None. Okay. Like, oh, shit's going down at the Avon flea market. It is oh, like the oh. old-fashioned American land rush. Like, you remember back in the day <laughs> when they used to ride the horses and pop the freaking flags down, and that was the land, you know? Do you know what I'm talking okay, about? Okay, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's how it is at Avon, right? So if you don't have a spot reserve, which a lot of people don't do that because if you don't, you know, with the weather, if you don't know what it's going to be like or whatever, you don't want to reserve spots and then end up paying for a spot. Yeah, it's like a rainy weekend, a rainy weekend and no one's going to show up or something. Exactly. So, um, you know, a lot of people don't reserve. So huh. what a lot of people do for the Avon flea market game is do like what I was doing, which is waking up in an ungodly hour, like 2.30, 3 o'clock on a freaking set um, Sunday morning. Uh -huh driving out to Avon, right? Mm -hmm. And then getting out with your flashlight and looking down at the ground to see which um, you know, spots are reserved, which spots are not, and trying to find the best one that's going to work for you. Mm -hmm. You know? And, I mean, like, and I've seen, like, fights going down. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, there was this one old guy, right? Uh -huh. And, like, this one guy, he had been, I would have guessed, maybe, like, 37 or something like that, but mm -hmm. maybe, you know, maybe a little older. And um, both of them started going at it, right? Because the old guy had came and he had put his, like, you know, he um didn't actually set his tent up, but he put his tent down and his two tables down, and then he took off. And I watched him do it, you know what I mean? Like, because uh -huh. he was there when I got there. Uh -huh. And I watched him take his stuff out, and, you know, so he was claiming his spot, but I think he went to go get coffee or something. Who knows? Mm. And um, while he was gone, you know, I was in my van, and I didn't see this go down, but apparently the guy had moved his stuff to the spot next to it, oh. which wasn't as good and a little bit more muddier and everything. Because, I mean, like, yeah, you got all those burial factors, too, because there's mud and, you know, like, little flooded areas in there and uh -huh. everything. So you don't, you want to make sure you get a good spot that's got gravel and everything. I'm telling you, <laughs> shit is real there. Shit is real. But, um, so the anyhow, yes, yeah, so he moved it. So he moved his shit over one spot, right? Uh -huh. Probably thinking that the old man's not, you know, whoever stuff it is. He didn't probably realize it was the old man stuff, but you know, mm -hmm. figuring that they probably weren't going to realize. Yeah, you get a gun on your feet, you were, lose your seat, sort of a deal. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So they moved his shit over and everything. Started setting up their stuff. The old guy comes back and they started fighting. He actually started like kicking dirt at them <laughs> like they were on a baseball field or whatever. Security came over, and let me tell you, they have got some real high end security. <laughs> Fun flea market, so you got like an 18 year old kid with, this, you know, with his flashlight, you know, flashlight. <laughs> yeah, some lady, like older lady, even dressed up in a security shirt and all. Oh, yeah, top you know, flight security, absolutely. Yeah, oh, yeah, you know, they come over and everything. So, yeah, I saw that. I've seen, um, you know, just there was this one guy, Lou, right. So I'm set up there one day and everything. I have my normal setup with the nail files going because that's the business, mm -hmm. and then I got all of Christopher shit laid out and I'm selling the DVDs and the CDs and saying, blowing them up for a dollar, folks, you know? <laughs> and, um, you know, I'm watching this guy, Lou. He gets there. He comes pulling up in this old conversion van, right, into a um, reserve spot next to, you know, unreserved spot that I had taken because I got on there and done my land, you mm -hmm. know? Uh -huh. um, so he pulls up in this conversion van and he says good morning to me and I say good morning to him and we shake hands and whatever, you know, howdy neighbor, you know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then I proceed to watch him and he comes out and he doesn't set up a tent or not, but he's got like two folded tables. Mm -hmm. And I watched him set up the two folded tables, and that's not really uncommon, you know? Mm -hmm. But then what took place afterwards was just like for to behold. 
Because all of a sudden, he like starts pulling this shit on his van, right? Mm -hmm. And he gets the table set up and everything. That's still kind of... But then he starts pulling out like mirrors and windows, you know? And then I oh. watch him unload a dining room set from this fucking van. <laughs> and then I watch him unload another dining room set with chairs. I'm glad to meet you too, right? And uh -huh. then, this is like the fucking clown car of conversion oh, okay. vans so and he, a flea so market. he tetris the back of his car? He went from 6 a.m. Until noon, I shit you not, just pulling shit out of his van, talking to customers in between. After he's done talking to a customer, maybe he makes a sale or whatever, back to the van, pulling more shit out. And just where you think there could be possibly no more, he's pulling out. Like, and you're just like, where is it all coming from? Like, seriously, looking underneath, you know, like somebody pushing it up from all underneath. Like, what is going on? You know? The Houdini. Like, what the hell is going on here? And it was so funny because, like, um, you know, the one guy, the knife guy, who's got a reserve spot, but I'd be like, I don't blame him either because he comes pulling up and his setup is easy. He pulls up with his truck, he's got his trailer, unhitches his trailer, moves his truck, comes back to the trailer, opens up, boom, he's in this. Oh, you okay. know? Yeah, so that's the that's the knife guy. And um, so it was cool that. because the knife guy, once we shut down, because Avon, he shut down at two, mm -hmm. and um, once we shut down, the, his name was Mike, he came over and everything, and he helped me kind of break down a little bit. And then he goes to me, he's like, yeah, he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go back to helping Lou. I'm like, oh, you want me to help out too, man? He's like, no, he's like, I'm used to this. I do this every week. He's like, we'll have it all back in in like two hours. And I'm like, oh, that's so nice that you help him, man. He's like, well, I got it or else he'd be here till midnight. I'm taking pity on you, old man. But I'm telling you, like, he kept on going until noon. And I'm like looking around and that's how I actually ended up meeting the guy Mike or whatever like that because like I was joking around. I'm like, look at this guy. And he's like, yeah, he does it every week. He's like, every week he's in that spot. Every week he's pulling all this stuff out. He's like, and every week he's like, we're loading it back up. He's like, I don't know how much he sells down here. He's like, but he keeps coming back. He's like, so he's got to do okay. People get to a certain age. They got to have, that gives them something to do. And that's what a lot of Avon is That's keeping them alive. Even these regular craft markets and stuff. Yeah, because like you kind of got different elements to like these real festivals mm -hmm. you know i mean you got the people who do the crafting they're usually like the retirees they're doing it for a hobby it gives them something to do they're not necessarily looking to make money but they want to at least break even yeah you know but they you know like the one guy for instance at springtime at canadagua which was kind of a bus show to be honest with you mm -hmm. you know um but I had a great time. I met some couple of really cool people. I met the Twisted Sauce guy, you know, which, I mean, like, oh, my God, talk about some really good freaking sauce. They're local, too. They're, like, um, down in the southern tier, but it's called Twisted Sauce. Mm -hmm. They got this barbecue sauce that's, like, a Parmesan garlic. Okay. Oh, my God. It's, so, it's, a, it's a red sauce, though. Like, that's the whole thing. Like, with Parmesan garlic, you usually kind of think white, you know? Mm -hmm. But this is a red sauce, Parmesan mm -hmm. garlic, red barbecue sauce, and it's fucking delicious, especially <laughs> on chicken. Um... But yeah, like so, I met those guys there and everything. But there was a lot of people at you know, like Canadagua that had actually like driven in, mm -hmm. were staying in the parking lot in their trailers, even. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it was because that's like their first festival of the year, and it kind of kicks off their festival season. But their festival season is really a reason to go traveling. Ah, uh, okay, yeah, so you yeah. Can, see the world. So and... you get that. Yeah, and that's well, not a bad thing. Like honestly, that's probably where I'm gonna head with this thing. Like eventually. When I get older, you know, like I'll probably, even if I'm not doing the nail files anymore or whatever, because you never know what's going to end up happening. Like I love the whole nail files thing. Love my product, believe in my product. That's why I'm selling my product, you know? Um, just doing the I circuit. Huh? Just doing the circuit. Like, you know, like. Uh, yeah, for now, you know, and hopefully, you know. It's festival season. Going. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> hopefully I keep going with that or you never know what's going to end up happening someday. I don't know what the future's going to bring, you know, but 
I kind of foresee myself at least always doing something with this now at this point because I've gotten so involved into this life and I do love this life and it's so like different and even for it being the same everything is like always different and every event's different and you know but um yeah I mean I don't know I don't even remember where I was going I just kinda, <laughs> that's what happens I get talking I get rambling well you at the cannabis fest I was at the cannabis I, I, I mean I saw what you what a post- great festival the cannabis fest is and I know it sounds like kind of like you know worse than this there really wasn't a lot of people smoking weed um, not in the open. They kind of had this one area. Because, I mean, the thing was, was, like, the Cannabis Fest really was um, family-friendly and dog-friendly. Mm-hmm. You know, it was kind of, like, how they were really trying to pump it. Mm-hmm. And they really did keep it that way. Like, if there was somebody walking around smoking it, and this is what kind of different, too. Like, you know, like, again, it is illegal in PA, so I probably shouldn't be saying this. <laughs> but, you know, so we'll say that I allegedly saw some cops telling some people openly smoking marijuana on more than one occasion to take it to... Uh, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah, I mean, like in, uh, like in New York City, and I have friends that work at NYPD, on like the days of the big parades, St. Patrick's Day, the Puerto Rican Day Parade, mm-hmm. thank, even well, to a lesser extent, the Thanksgiving Day Parade, but especially like St. Patrick's and the Puerto Rican Day Parade, they're sort of like, they basically just tell the cops... Don't fucking arrest me. Yeah, you know they, they saying? weren't like, arresting me. They were just telling them, basically, get it out of the area where we got children walking yeah. around. You know, and that's really all it was. Like, yeah, they were just kind of yeah, keeping just... it out of the way of, like, you know, where you would have people walking, like, down by the stage where the music was going on and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, they weren't letting kids down in that area anyhow. So, mm-hmm. there yeah. you go. That's kind of where it was and everything. And they had guys walking around. Like, honestly, if you didn't actually see their suits mm-hmm. through, you would have actually thought they were walking bushes. Because, like, it looked so real. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, like, it really it really was. It totally looked like a pot bush, you know, or a pot plant. And, um, but, yeah, they had, like, green suits on underneath. And, you know I mean? Like, if you didn't actually see the suit, uh-huh. you would have had no idea that, that was a person. Type, type yeah, they, they did the best they could on that one. And um, just, I mean, the way that that festival was set up, it was very organized, um, very efficient. And um, they just, I mean, like, and it was just a good time. I mean, like, everybody in the mood. It was the first festival of the year down there for them. So they were all in a good mood. The one I just did this weekend was the Crawfish, um, Crawfish Fest. That was downtown Syracuse. Mm-hmm. Um, I ended up doing that one last minute because they had a cancellation. And, um, you know, that one is, again, you know, the first festival of the year for Syracuse. Everybody's been bundled up in the house all winter long. Yeah, yeah. So it really was. It was a good atmosphere, good crowd. Met a lot of good people and everything. I mean, Canada Day was, like, fun. Don't get me wrong. I just wish there would have been more people there to sell to. Yeah, it's, I mean, uh, you know, because for people who don't know there, Canada Day was, like, like, 45 minutes outside 45 of minutes from here. It's considered to be a city, but, I mean, it's kind of like a It's a suburb town. of Rochester. It really yeah, it is. is. I mean, every, everyone who lives in Canada has some sort of business in Rochester. And then I know because I used to work out in a mall where... Uh, like that was like the closest radio shack so like you know people like people from canadagua who only had verizon service would come to our store which at that particular time we didn't have verizon yet at radio shack so like you know hey can i talk to you about your cell phone provider Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you have verizon no well then you can't help me because i live out in canadagua (laughs) (laughs) you know nothing you could do to help me but yeah I, i don't see canadagua as like uh having a lot of foot traffic you know what i'm saying like i mean it was a lot of older people and then especially too like you know the one thing and um this was the one thing i commented on survey about was like either charge the vendors rent or charge tickets at the door but don't do both and i suggest charging the vendors rent and not charging oh yeah because they were charging five dollars at the door for the show which i didn't realize that either until i was there you Mm -hmm. know like i didn't realize a lot of stuff 
before I got to Canadago. Canadago was like the show that I kind of got thrown into in a way. Mm. Like even though I knew it was coming up and everything, but like I don't know. Shane, who does the, you know, I do the files with, is it always the best communicator? He can be sometimes when he tries, but you know, he, I mean, he knows it. I mean, I'm not even like exposing him or nothing like that. He knows he's a shitty communicator. <laughs> you know, I mean, I sent him a mug at Christmas time that said, "World's okay as boss," you know, because <laughs> he does his best. But he's so like his thing is that he's got so many freaking um, what do they call it? Like pans on the stove or whatever that he's so freaking overwhelmed because mm. he's got so much. But um. Yeah, so he didn't communicate to me that it was an indoor show, so I didn't realize that. They were looking for us to have some springtime decorations. I didn't, too. Mm. Um, yeah, that was an indoor show. I said, um, yeah, people paying at the door or whatever. It was like, I mean, like, and that was, it brought in an older crowd, like, I, grandmas and stuff, and that was kind of harder to also to sell my product to. And there was a lot of people that had bought from the previous couple of years, because it was the same people attending the show that had been there in past years, too. So, yeah, but... I don't know. Festivals are awesome, though. I do got admit. I can see you're looking at the time. Oh yeah, no, no, no. I'm no, no. I'm just because it's like I, I, I was getting worried about Infinity War spoilers. <laughs> oh, I know. Twenty, they didn't 20 minutes that later. At all, you yeah. Know? yeah. No, no, but no, no. That's sort of no. Uh, so, uh, so no, because you're not up. You're not up on your Infinity War. You're, you're not, I haven't watched it. No. no okay. <laughs> I mean, that's the, I'm behind on everything pretty much. You know. I mean, I haven't had a chance. I did see Ready Player One, and I did really enjoy it. Oh. Um, you know, I mean, like, it. it oh, that's I remember you were you you were like yeah. gearing up to take oh, the kids. Oh, I was. So, I'm so psyched. I still. I mean, like, seriously, I really did love it. I mean, like, I thought they did a really excellent job with it and everything. Mm-hmm. I just kind of wish it would have stayed a little bit. They did stay true to the book, but not as much as they could have. Mm-hmm. And I kind of wish they would have like stuck more to the book because I thought the way that the book was presented just really kind of laid it out better. But yeah, I think they kind of wanted to just wrap it up with the whole like. You know, they. I think they wanted with with like the the romance. Mm-hmm. You know, like with the girl, and, and it goes, "Oh, I'm so hideous." I'm like, "You're fine as hell." <laughs> she, like, I know. She's you know she's there with like a belly shirt and like poom poom shorts. You know, mm-hmm. oh no, I'm hideous because you have a little bit of red and around that's your like eye. A fat girl like me too is just like really, <laughs> and then that, that makes you not really like her moment there. Yeah. You're mm-hmm. kind of actually looking at her like you know. You're not gonna. You're gonna kind of love wish. me when you see the room. You know, I don't like to play games. Like, come on. And then, and then, you know, and the, even in the book, the 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 main character is supposed to be like he's not he's not like he's fat, fat, but he's he's, he's you know a little overweight. And yeah. He, yeah. But you then know, at one point too, he says like that he starts to kind of get himself a little thinned out. Yeah, because he's on the treadmill. Yeah, obviously, he's at the... for a movie, they're gonna end up popping somebody on there that's more Ryan Reynolds-esque or whatever. Yeah. Well, he looks like oh, the Ryan dude... Ryan Reynolds just comes to mind just because of Deadpool coming over. He looks like the dude from... Uh, Miles Teller, from Fantastic Four and Whiplash. Okay, yeah. You know, he looks like that guy, you know. Um, you know, I like that they had all these characters in the background. I kind of wish they, they pushed them... I mean, especially with this being a Warner Brothers movie. Mm-hmm. And I think I might have said this on another other episode, but, you know... Oh, did you guys talk about Ready Player? I, I think we might have, yeah. I didn't listen to like the last couple or whatever with Austin or whatever, but yeah, let's talk about that for a second. So, how is Austin doing? First off, so Austin's doing good. Once again, I think like I, you know, I'm I'm gonna have to do some some scheduling dynamics and gymnastics to to get probably get him on the show because you know with without like probably on the weekends and stuff like that, I might be able to like get him. But then on the weekends, I have my daughter, so. So is know. he really? Is he taking over for Paul, or is Paul coming back? Oh, no, no, Paul, Paul? no, no, Paul. I I just sort of like without having my car and stuff like that. You know, like, and I appreciate you picked me up today and stuff like that. Like, yeah. like Paul's the type of guy. Like, you know, 
like Paul, I'm pretty sure Paul doesn't mind doing the show. But it's not like he's not going to go out of his way to come pick me up and take me to his house. And then when the show is over, you know, drop me off. I mean, I guess if I found like, because I mean, you know, right now, especially being with, between losing my job and the other job, like having a car, like I've been taking Ubers everywhere. Yeah. Because it's sort of like, yeah, you could take the bus everywhere for the most part. But then it's like, what's your time worth? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it'll take you two hours to get there, though, when it takes you normally like 10 minutes in a car. Yeah, it's like, I'm like, I can spend. Town and transfer and all that fun shit. Yeah, so. I can spend $14 getting to work and being in work in 15 minutes or an hour and a half mm-hmm. sitting on the bus going to the, like, exactly what you said, the downtown station. And, you know, and, and you know, the station downtown. Not the greatest of areas, you know. <laughs> all they did it, was take all that shit that was going on on Main Street, and they just contained it underground into one little area and yeah. kind of. And it's like, yeah, let's yeah, pour let's pour gasoline and nitroglycerin and, <laughs> and, and pure grain alcohol, and let's put all this mixed together, and let's just see what happens. And it's yeah. like, you know, and. You know, remember like like two summers ago, like kids were like organizing fights there, like on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That, I that's mean, what really happened with the teens in the schools, and that's why it kind of stopped the whole like the changing of the school buses as far as like how they were doing it mm-hmm. was because of those fights that were happening. And so, like, I, you know, and so, and once again, I don't think it's like Paul doesn't want to be part of the show. I just think it's like Paul sort of like if I go to his house, you know, he'll sit there and, and talk with me. So I sort of like with with Austin coming to the pitch, I was like, okay, I could give Paul a break. You know, because he has his other podcasts and yeah. his two jobs. But you, you gotta know? talk to him about well, it. I, yeah, I just, my understanding is that you guys haven't even talked. We haven't spoken, and and that's and, and that's you guys aren't my even fighting. You're really like, we're not fighting. I just, shit. I just sort of. Well, I just felt like that's the whole thing. I felt like I was inconveniencing him to do the podcast, mm. and so I'm sort of like, okay. It, and once again, this is totally probably in my head. I'm like, okay. If I, I think if, if, if I'm gonna be a pain in the ass, well, let me fall back and not be such a pain in the ass, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and so I do plan on 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 calling him because then like 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 we, we I I don't know about him. I got my thing about like by Comic Con, but see, I went I go through Comic Con under his podcast, but he doesn't know anybody. Like you know, no, no one's really in New York. No one in his involved in his other podcast is in New York City. Okay. Or you know, or like even the other guy Matt, who's like the cameraman. Matt comes, he comes from like the middle of the state of New York and then he stays in Jersey and you know, I mean, it's funny, like, you, yeah, the tickets are free for Comic-Con, but what he's paying for hotels and transportation right. and I was like, cause you know, he comes in from Jersey every day when, when we're doing the pod, me, I'm at my mom's house. I go to mom's house and I, I hop on the subway and I'm at the, I'm at the Jacob Javits center. So, um. You know, I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't know if maybe he even wants me to do it. Like, I, I, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if he said, no, you know, we're not going to go in that direction this year because <laughs> you're an asshole and you haven't called me. But it's sort of, you I know. Don't think he's, I'm, I don't know. I've talked to him a little bit here or there, like, I'm messaging whenever, you know, like, he told me that he had heard. When you lost your job, it was after you lost your job. And he had said to me, like, I heard a bunch of people got laid off at the same time. So, like, you know, and I was like, yeah. oh, you know. Yeah, like, we're certainly not fighting. I just sort of, like, yeah. I felt like I was inconveniencing him a little bit. So I said, let me just fall back a little bit and, and give him Yeah, some but you haven't just fallen back a little bit. You've, like, fallen back completely. And now, I mean, like, because how, how many months has it been, too? It's been months it, it, It's been point. pretty much since January. You know, like, it, and it just, we're not fighting. <laughs> But look, I mean, I have I have friends from New York City that I haven't spoken to in years. I mean, yeah, you interact on Facebook, but it's sort yeah, of like, but you don't have something like a project like this with them. Yeah, that's true. You know true, what I mean? True. Like honestly, you probably should have talked to Paul before you and I talked about Renee. Yeah, but. yeah. I just because right now with the new job, I'm every like my whole fucking life is in flux. Because I mean, the job is okay, but it's not paying as much as I feel they should be paying. Well, and and you know, and it's not like 
And much like my other job, it's in manufacturing. I'm, I'm working with my hands all day. It's not a bad job. It's not like it's not killing me or anything like that. But, right. you know, it's also, you know, at the end of the day, you are kind of exhausted. The, the good thing is the day flies by, the bad news, you know, but the bad thing is, you know, your feet hurt and your wrists hurt. You know yeah, saying? but like, over time, too, you get used to yeah, it. Yeah, I'll get used to it. Same way yeah. I got used to, you know, the other, the last job I had in manufacturing was sort of, you know, it takes an adjustment period. So I'm still like in that adjustment period. And right. then, like, it was just crazy because, like, you know, Thursday I go see Infinity War. Friday I'm fired. The woman from the from the agency <laughs> called me and said, they, they, "You know, they you are they not sent me an e- report. Yeah, they, they <laughs> sent me an email saying telling me it doesn't have to show up. And I'm like, "All right." And then she goes, "Well, she goes, and mind you, it wasn't the woman that set it up in the first place. Once again, I was the last person there from right. the agency, so it was a different woman." She goes, "Well, I she goes, I inherited the account, you know, for the lack of a better term, you know, I guess the other person." And she goes, "Well, I have another place that." You know, uh, if you want to have an interview, I could get you an interview on Monday. So I was like, all right. So I went. And, you know, once again, it doesn't seem like a bad place to work. I just wish it paid a little better. And so, you know, I went into the interview. But at least you're working. So that way you can still find something better even if you're too. It's a lot easier to obtain something you're already working than it is for you to obtain something. Yeah. When I was, I mean, like in between the last job, in between that last, you know, the... uh, where before I was working right before and in between I was like unemployed for like a month and a half or something like that and like that month and a half sucked you know right. like going to all these interviews and dealing with all the bullshit and driving around and like you know and then it sucks when you interview for a job that you know you either don't want or aren't gonna get <laughs> you're like, yeah but you you're still like, gotta oh. seem all enthusiastic like you know I plan to yeah and and, and, and <laughs> I mean like I said once again why work now isn't bad I just wish it paid better and uh, you know we are about half an hour in so okay. we'll just take a quick break and we'll be back with more dick and fart jokes this episode of two strangers one podcast is brought to you by comics etc 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford building door number eight Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Uh, necrophilia. Uh, uh, uh. It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema PsyOps is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll popping up at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at twelve years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch this shit at twelve? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. Click and hit, enhancing the experience for all recreational smokers. 
Click and Hit is a one-handed portable vaporizer. This smoking pipe has a compact four-stage design, complete with a built-in, windproof, butane-refillable torch lighter. The large burn chamber holds your stash of legal herb or pipe tobacco. Click the button to ignite and inhale as usual. When you are done, put it back in your pocket for later. Smoke anytime with the touch of a button. No more carrying around grinders and tins. You can leave the pipe, rolling papers, and even your lighter at home. The Click and Hit cordless vaporizer is no bigger than a normal cigar, making it the world's smallest and most discreet vaporizer. It's perfect for use in small places or shared rooms. It's efficient getting five to eight drawers from your packed chamber. It's affordable at just $19.95 each. Buy three and the shipping is free. Buy four and you get the fifth one free. Visit www.click-the-letter-n-hit.com. That's clickandhit.com. And now for listeners of Two Strangers One Podcast, you can use promo code STRANGERS and receive 10% off your purchase at clickandhit.com. That's promo code STRANGERS for 10% off your purchase. And we're back. All right. So uh, let me see. What else is new in my life? Okay. So I know you haven't been into the movies, uh, Netflix Netflix shows. Have you been watching Lost in in Space at all? No. I actually just got done with the Arrested Development um Fatal Consequence, or what they called it. The, they took. The, they, they took I the love season. what they did. Actually, they took season four because they fucked up season. Because, because, like, remember, you'll remember this. Remember when they came out? With you were super four? excited. I about was it. super excited about it. Where I was like freaking watching it on slow download at Corfu at Darien Lake <laughs> camping on my phone. I was psyched, and it was shit. I hated the way that they did it. Because they did they it changed, out of order or well, something like that? Well, they totally changed like, the whole way that they do it. Like, it was all the same cast and everything. But as opposed to it being like how they just tell kind of like a storyline, they decided to do it by like individual characters. Okay, gotcha. And every gotcha. episode was kind of like, you know, every individual character's storyline or and whatever. And you kind of put it together in your head like, and okay. It, I mean, like, it was not bad, but it wasn't great. It just was and it definitely wasn't what us fans, like, uh, were expecting. And a lot of us were not thrilled. Yeah, that's know? a weird shift, like, in between. Yeah. To just, oh, we're going to change the style of the show. It's going to, like, it, it reminds like, me of, like, that Seinfeld backwards episode where, like, you know, they, they you know, where all the jokes, you know, each scene was something yeah. from previous. Which, I mean is which is good for like an episode right you know, to do things backwards because oh it's a little fun and playful but for a whole season that's a and little especially longer. after we had been waiting for so long and had been teased about too i mean as far as like they threw at us like they're going to do a movie no they're not going to do a movie oh they're going to bring it back on this network okay they're not bringing it back on this network all right they're bringing it back on this network but this person's not going to be able to come back because they're working on this i mean like there was so much like flip-flop and like fake news that came out about it and everything that by the time they finally got around to it and they actually put out something, we were very excited for it. Mm. And then it was not what we were waiting for. Mm. So it was very disappointing. And honestly, the season four recut that they did was exactly what we were waiting for. And then mm. so funny. I mean, like, even if you did watch, and which I did watch the season four, and it's entirely the first time and all that, mm. it still throws a lot of new stuff at and there's a lot of new jokes in there and everything. And it's really just well worth watching. I binge watched pretty much like as much as I could. Mm-hmm. Um, the first day it was out because that was Friday. I watched a bunch of it. I didn't really get a chance to watch it on Saturday because I was at Crawfish, um, Crawfish Fest. Yeah. And, um, you know, and then I watched the rest of it last night. And mm-hmm. Absolutely loved it. Um, they just announced season five is coming out on May 29th. So that was actually and- just before we got on. I saw that online that they said May 29th. Though. Like first they said very, very soon. And then they actually came out with the date this morning. 
I think that what Netflix is doing is kind of smart now because of the Orange is the New Black thing that happened last year mm-hmm. where, like, the hacker hacked it and found the first 10 episodes and leaked them out. Because mm-hmm. if you're noticing, like, Netflix isn't announcing a lot of, like, dates for a lot of their real popular shows anymore until, like, just before yeah, it's, like, it's happening. right now. <laughs> yeah, so... Because, um, like, it happened where, like, Arrested Development said, like, okay, we're going to do the recut or, you know, release the recut, and that's going to be in a few days, which mm-hmm. also, I mean, like, coincided with May 4th, which, you know, yeah, you know, May the 4th, but also... Oh, the Cinco de Cuatro. Exactly. <laughs> they have that running joke going on in the series to begin with, and then they really play it up in the recut, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so then they said May 29th is going to be the fifth season, and the fifth season is going to be done the way that they've done... The original three and the recut of the fourth. Mm-hmm. So thank God for that. And they're bringing back Jeffrey Tambor because I, I think it's one of those deals where there was some sort of allegation him Hollywood people saying really? inappropriate behavior because he they, he stopped doing that transparent show. Really, but, I didn't but, hear any of this. But right now, I, but that's the whole thing. There's I, so many of them out there at this point too. I mean, like I, I, they, could, I could be wrong. It's but almost like is, every day. There's a new one added to the list. Like, I couldn't believe it when they had Tom Brokaw last. Wasn't it like last week that they said, like, Tom Brokaw? Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. he got popped on the list or like that. I mean, like, you know, Brad Williams was funny, too, because, like, at the um, comedy show when I went and saw Brad Williams last winter, uh-huh. um, he was saying, like, joking around about that. And he's like, yeah, he's like, you know, it doesn't even phase people anymore. He's like, you know, I, he's like, you know, Tony Danza. And, I'm, and then you hear me, I'm, I'm like, what? And he's like, see? He's like, she believed it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, thank God it's not Tony Danza. Because I'm Italian, so Tony Danza is pretty sacred to us. You know? Tony Danza. I was like, no, Tony Danza, no way. He filled up Mona and Angela. Oh, God, no, no. He is sacred. <laughs> the patron saint. <laughs> it's the voice. I'm and, well, you. I mean, well, Jeffrey Tambor is—he's uh, denying all kind of allegations. So, mm-hmm. you know, so it's funny that he's going to come back for uh, arrest. And I guess obviously there must be like it. Obviously, probably is just allegations because they remember Kevin Spacey. I think they had like the guy saying it like, "Oh, he molested me when I was 14 oh, and Kevin I was at a party." Oh, Kevin Spacey came out with the worst response though, too, because his oh, response I'm was kind of like, "Well, hey, I'm gay, so that makes it all right, right?" And everybody's like, "Ah." Oh. I was saying, but Netflix dropped him no. from the House of Cards. You know, Netflix said, like, "Fuck you," you know. And then, yeah. um, but but I think Jeffrey Tambor situation once again just allegations. So well, that's the whole thing too, because like you got like Ryan Seacrest, for instance, too, who I personally am not a huge fan of or nothing like that, but. You know, he was very quick when something came out against him, too, for him to be like, listen, I don't know where this is coming from, and if I did something unknowingly, you know, I feel bad about that, and I would love to talk with the person, I forgot who the person's name is, but, you know, I want to talk to her and get that right and everything. Slide her a check under the table. You know, but he's like, but no way in hell did this shit happen. And I was like, okay, I'm like, you know what, though, if you are got something like this going on, I'm like, you know, good for him, Teddy, no, good for him for, um... You know, coming out and saying, like, no, this isn't what happened. This is how, how it went down yeah. and not just sitting there and just taking it kind of sitting down. Because, I mean, like, you know, this whole thing is kind of like a double-edged sword. You know? Yeah. Because you can have people, too, that can sit there and say, like, any... Yeah, but you could have had a totally consensual... He could have... It, it could have been someone that at one point had a totally consensual thing with him. Right. And then, and then you know, unfortunately, someone with the wrong oh, there's mindset, like, oh, there, I, 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 could, I could make this, you know, I could, you know... You know, I could pull yeah. a Stormy Daniels fucking, you know, get a hundred thirty thousand dollars, you know, to shut up. And even after that, she still didn't shut up. Oh, man. <laughs> I 
don't see how she can get. I mean, like honestly, because I mean, like there's a contract in place, right? I mean, like if I understand this whole thing correctly, there's a contract in place that says like she's not allowed to talk about it, and that's what the payout was and everything. And then she started talking about it, and then now like you know she's got the lawsuit against him because he said that you know she lied or whatever. So she's like, oh, that's you know def- you know defaming me, mm-hmm. and but it's like. I, I don't see how she's going to get out of this whole thing because, like, first off, I mean, you know, Trump's been a very smart businessman with very smart business lawyers mm-hmm. for a very long time, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> so, like, I don't see how she's not violating a contract even by discuss. You know, yeah, I think it's sort of, yeah, it's just, it's just, it's a, it's a blatant. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't want let's know. not get into politics yeah. on this. But I'm just saying is this you know, it's gonna be someone that's like, Oh, I could get a payday to that extent. I mean like um, and there is some of that going on. I mean like obviously a lot of these allegations are obviously true and it's terrible for you know, like anything that really has come Yeah, you're in you someone's know, career really and stuff like that or Yeah. Or, you know, if, if it's a fake thing, you know. Like, but like for instance too, like there's that whole thing with that one girl and um Scott Bale. The one actress from what was it she was from Oh, Nicole Eggert? Was that? I think that's her name. Yeah, I can't remember what her name Charles was. Charles and Charles, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Charles and Charles. Thank you. I was trying to think of the show too, where she's trying. I think she's full of shit. I'm sorry, but like I look yeah. at that whole. Have you seen that situation? I mean, I, I mean, I I remember hearing something about it, and plus she was on, like she was like on Baywatch and stuff like that. Like yeah. you're you're like kind of hot to trot, you know what I'm saying? And now you all of a sudden you're gonna say, oh no, I was taken advantage of. Eh, yeah, I'm pre- it was pretty. I'm pretty sure it was consensual, and you're just. Right, I mean, like, the, yeah. we're we're discussing situations like that. We're not discussing like you know, the you know other actresses who really have like you know especially the ones like, like Harvey Weinstein has a yeah thing, you know and um man Bill Cosby got convicted last week I couldn't yeah. believe that one that he actually and they're got saying convicted. he could but do you know what I mean if it, obviously then he must have done it yeah well the ten they said it could be ten years. He could do, but he's already like in his late seventies or eighties yeah. or something like that. Like you know, and you know, and he's already blind, and you know, like if if he goes to jail, which I don't know, he may have enough lawyers to kind of just say like, look, be able to stall it out long like, until the coffin. Yeah, keep him, or, keep him under <laughs> house stall arrest or something. The you know, <laughs> you know, he's not he's not going to leave the house. You know, we'll put him. And I think well, he already has starting it. his house arrest or whatever. You know, but you know? You know, it's you know, it, it's just going to be weird when like you know he's going to. He's gonna carry those charges until he's put in the ground. Especially, especially he's at the point where he's blind or something like that. And then like this kind of pressure, you know, isn't conducive to like a healthy lifestyle, something no. like that. <laughs> you know, so you know, yeah, he's probably gonna be still under charges by the time he he gets in the ground. All right, let's let let's, <laughs> let's let that uh, yeah. go. So what, like a Netflix, I I finished watch just as a matter of fact last night, uh, Lost in Space. Okay. And it was it was pretty good. Um, I don't, did you? Are you familiar with the old I've show? I've just seen a little thumbnail. Okay, well, I mean, you know, it's I based mean, on the show from the '60s, there. and uh, you know, it's about a family gets lost in space, and, and you know, and, and in this one, you know, it, it's a mom and dad. Remember the remember the '90s movie, the late '90s. Uh, it was like William Hurt. Um, I remember Matt being... LeBlanc, uh, uh, Heather oh, Grant, Heather Graham, right on. Uh, uh, Lacey Chabert from Party of Five. See, I never actually watched it. Well, they, I mean, they, they did a movie in the late intrigued. '90s, and 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 you know, and it's it's just so weird. Like, obviously, Mount LeBlanc is like it's like stunt cat. Like people, you know, like they put him in a movie because like, oh, people are gonna go see Joey. Um, Heather Graham, especially too back in the '90s, he was very nice. Oh yeah, oh, and, yeah. And, yeah. And, and and that was like, uh, I want to say Friends was over. But like Friends was over like maybe a year or two or okay. something like that when they did the movie. So like he was still he still had that Friends heat on yeah. him. I mean, even his 
is an older man too. He's actually <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I would have some daddy issues for him. <laughs> <laughs> and it was before Joey. I know that it was definitely before Joey. And you know, Heather Graham. When you know, late nineties, Heather Graham was mm-hmm. you know like almost her peak. And um, what I'm just saying is that for a lot of people, because I, I mean, I was a fan of the '60s TV show. Like I remember catching that. Like, it was, like, Lost in Space and Twilight Zone and, like, Alfred right. Hitchcock and stuff like that. Like, it was, I mean, more like Nick at Night, but still, it was, it was like, it was in that vein of shows and, you know, about a family. The ones that were on way later because back then, like, TV was still kind of structured with, like, the whole, like, people watching. See, I used to watch, like, the earlier part of the night when it first came on mm-hmm. and you had your Donna Reed and your My Three Sons. Yeah, oh, yeah, the more, yeah, the more yeah, family. Mr. Ed, <laughs> you know. That was the stuff that I watched, and yeah, you're talking about the stuff that was on later on. Yeah, later. They still gave a shit about that. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I mean, you know, and it's about, you know, a family that's on a ship that gets lost in space, and there's a robot on it, and then in that show, there was like a, a, a doctor, Dr. Zachary Smith, who was sort of like... He sort of sabotaged the mission. Okay. It's and it, it it didn't go his way, and then he ends up getting stuck with the family on the fucking planet, and he's like the scumbag and the robot. But on this show, and it's and I hope I'm not really and it's not really spoilers because it was kind of spoiled for me. But then, so it's Parker Posey. So then that oh, they right did for on. the show, they they made the Doctor a woman. But then it turns out I like her. There there is a Doctor Smith. She stole his identity. He dies, oh. and she steals his identity. And so, like, and in this show, she plays a fucking sociopath. She plays, like, a person that she is crazy, and she will tell you anything you want to hear. But she's also, but, like, she's manipulative, but she almost does it almost instinctually. It's not like she's trying to say, oh, I'm going to manipulate this person and have them do what I want. Right. But But she just does it. And then, like, at one part, there is a part of the episode where she says something, and they're like, do you mean it? And then she goes, no, I just said that because that's what you want to hear. Or something like that. And it's, so it's, I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of, they kind of twisted the Dr. Smith where I guess in this, in this series had the original Dr. Smith lived, he would have been a good guy. He's a doctor, you know? (laughs) No, she's a girl who, uh, you know, I don't, she doesn't kill him. I don't want to, that's a little bit of a spoiler, but she is kind of responsible for his death (laughs) and then she steals his identity. And so, um. I want to say that's a, that's like a mild spoiler, and that happens in the first episode. So, so uh, yeah. you know, but uh, you know, I really dug it. Uh, you know, and then in, in this story where they have like, and 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 from the original series, the robot is the robot at first is a bad guy, and then gets kind of like reprogrammed, and then becomes like the little boy's protector. Very so, nice. so that's kind of cool. They kind of they they work with that in the show also, and it's, it it reminds me of like Groot from the. I guess we're not going to get to any Avengers, so <laughs> don't worry about that. We won't get to any Avengers spoilers in this episode. But you know, in the in the show, well, in the TV show in the sixties one, the robot he's kind of spoke in the beginning, but his catchphrase was "Danger Will Robinson" because the little yes. boy's name was Will Robinson, so he would always say "Danger Will Robinson." So in this show. That's all he says. Also, Danger Will Robinson. Ah. Uh, you know, he does say some other things later on, but that's a little it goes into spoiler territory. But um, uh, so it reminds me of like Groot from the like, Guardians of the Galaxy, okay. where all he says is three words. Like he's super powerful. He's really strong. He do all this crazy stuff, but all he says is you know Danger Will Robinson. Um, but I really dug it, and I think like even if you're even like remotely interested from like the TV show, the movie, the movie was sort of like it was very '90s and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I don't think the movie did the show any kind of real justice. But a lot of people tend to be more familiar with Lost in Space from the movie 
than the TV show. Does it have like a following or anything like that? Like a little bit of a cult following? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's the same people. Like, if you like Star Trek, if you yeah. like the original Star Trek, you'll like Lost in Space okay. because, you know, it's sort of. And it was one of those deals where, like, you know, since they were Lost in Space, every week was a new alien they had to deal with. And it was, you know, and sometimes the aliens were like, an al- you know, these aliens are supposed to be the, you know, the communists, you know, right. and stuff like that, the socialists or whatever. So uh, this one, it's, it's, I don't want to say action, but. Um, it is pretty good, you know, for what it was, and I'm I'm surprised. It, it I feel it should be getting a little more play, like, and they left it open for season two, so it probably will be a season two. But like, yeah, I wish people were talking about it a little more. So I just wanted to, you know, and well, I just that's finished watching. How I feel about the Joe McHale show because they brought back. Well, they didn't bring it back. They had, you know, Joe McHale was on the soup on E for mm-hmm. the longest time, and then they decided to cancel it, and then we had like a couple of years that. <laughs> I really was like I. There was times when I actually said I was like I missed the soup. Like mm-hmm. I, because it wasn't just the show, but it was also like the stuff on their particular yeah, like the Facebook site yeah. and stuff like that that they would oh. put up. I mean, like they just added a lot of humor into mm-hmm. your daily. And then when it was gone, it was just kind of like, oh, that's weird, you know. <laughs> and um, now they got the Joe McHale show, which is the same thing, but you know, the McHale show between Netflix or whatever. Mm-hmm. So they called it the Joe McHale show with Joe McHale. <laughs> <laughs> Very creative, and. Um, yeah, I mean, like it's just hysterical, and like so many references and everything just, just comes from it. But like, there's so many of my friends that don't even realize that it's on. Can't really help that. Sorry. Yeah, I think when Austin was out for his um, appendicitis surgery, he said he watched he watched a lot of the Joe McHale show on Netflix. He it's said it was pretty great. Good. It's I just I just haven't had a chance to. Um, you know, I, I got I, I haven't watched yet, but I got my hands on the new season of Black Mirror. And of course, in the new season of, of Lost in Space. So I'm, that's, that's you, my next. That's my next thing is, is Black Mirror. I watched um, another rerun through right before I went to Cannabis Fest because Cannabis Fest was in Scranton. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, that's right. Uh, right, yeah. So right before that, I I did a whole watch through and I watched um, all the seasons of The Office. You know, it took me a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me, but I did it. And um, you know, it was funny because like Ben and I went and. Um, we were, where the festival was, it was only five minutes away from, like, Poor Richard's Pub and Alfredo's Pizzeria. You know, or, I'm sorry, Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, Pizzeria Cafe. <laughs> and and there's a difference. Like, if you ever, did you ever watch the show? Yeah, no, I, I mean, There's I, a whole episode, right? It's like, I mean, and this is what, okay, totally just kills me. First off, I want to kind of backtrack. Um, Poor Richard's Pub, right? Uh-huh. So we pop the address in Google, hit start, do our drive or whatever, and it's like, you have arrived. And we're looking around and we're like, where the fuck is it? <laughs> you know? Because, I mean, like, it takes us, like, you know, first off, where we were with the park and everything like that, you know, it's like a suburb, you mm-hmm. know? So it's pretty nice. I mean, not like the nicest, but it's nice. Mm-hmm. And everything. And it was literally like we crossed the tracks and it was oh. like a total, like, <laughs> like, all of a sudden, like, immediately we're just in, like, the fucking hood, <laughs> you know? And so we're there and then we're looking and seeing, like, well, where the hell is it? And we can't see it. So Ben's like, okay, you know what? He's like, put it in your phone. He's like, I'm going to go pull over here and see if it's in this plaza. Because there was a plaza. He's like, I'm going to go see if it's in this plaza over here. He goes, and do me a favor. Put it in your phone to see what your phone comes up with, you know? <laughs> so then we go into the plaza, and we see that Alfredo's Pizzeria Cafe is there. So we're like, oh, beautiful. If we don't want to eat something at Poor Richard's, there it is, you know? <laughs> And um, so I put the thing in the GPS, and it tells us that, you know, we're only a minute away. Mm-hmm. Just got to turn on the plaza, so we do it and everything. And it's, you have arrived. And we're like, well, what the fuck? Because we're in front of this bowling alley, you know? Uh-huh. And it says that though, I mean, like, it's got on the front and on the side, south side bowl, south side bowl, south. And so there's no signage whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And we're like, okay, obviously we're wrong. But then there was a guy who came out and he was smoking a cigarette. 
sometimes like let's go ask him. So we pull over, sir. You know where Porridge's pub is? And he looks at us like we're fucking stupid. He's like, it's inside. <laughs> you know, uh, like yeah, you okay. dumbasses. <laughs> so we park and everything. We go in there. And as soon as you walk into it, says Porridge's pub. We got the arrow and everything. And I walked in there. And I'm like, holy shit! Did it in the office. It's awesome. <laughs> they got the Dundee and everything. And so I go over to the bar and I asked the woman. Was first we started looking at the menu. Mm-hmm. You know, because I asked the girl for a menu. And she's like, we don't have a menu. She's like, everything's on the TV. And then they got it on the TV, and it just kind of pops up like credits almost, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's a very short menu. <laughs> and um, Ben looks at me. He's like, there's not anything. Because, you know, I had chain whole diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's when we're like, yeah, we're definitely going out for you. And um, so we went over to the bar, and I asked the woman. I'm like, you know, I heard that you guys have T-shirts here to sell. And she said, yeah, absolutely. She's like, you're an office fan? I said, yeah. And she said, she's like, you know, we got a Dundee here, right? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I wanted to ask you next. Where is it? And she's like, right. You know, she points to it and she's like, you want to see it? I'm like, yeah. And so then she takes it, right? And she slams it down on the bar. Uh-huh. And she walks away. <laughs> and me and Ben are looking at each other like, should we take it? Should we do it? Should we do it? <laughs> you know? Like, we really did. We actually contemplated it for just a millisecond. But then we were just like, no, let's just pitch her. Snap the got a box of them in the back. <laughs> All right. You're yeah. not the first person to steal the Dundee. <laughs> Fuck, Rosie, why do you keep walking away from the Dundies? So, um, yeah, so I got the hell of the Dundee and got the picture and everything, bought the t-shirt and got out and everything. So then we go over to Alfredo's Pizzeria Cafe and um, we sat down. Awesome place. Let me tell you, the service was great. I mean, like, it's kind of like a, you know, like, low, you know, like Italian restaurant, but lower scale as far as, like, the atmosphere is concerned. But still, they try to make it as nice as they can because they're in a plaza and everything. You would think, because, I mean, remember, like... There's not only, like, references throughout the season, like, just little plugs throughout the season for this place or anything like that, you know? Mm-hmm. But there was a whole episode there <laughs> was dedicated to, like, the whole premise of, well, did you order from Alfredo's Pizzeria Cafe or did you order from Pizza by Alfredo? Because there's a distinct <laughs> difference between these two pizza places, you know? And if you remember correctly, too... Michael ordered from the shitty pizza place, the Pizza by Alfredo, and kidnapped the freaking pizza delivery guy. Do you remember all this? Yeah, yeah. Whole yeah. fucking episode over this whole thing. Not one thing from the office having to do with Alfredo. They didn't, because I asked the lady, I'm like, do you guys have any t-shirts to buy or anything like that? She's like, no. And then she comes back out later and she's like, do you want one of my pens? She's like, I feel bad because oh. you guys are from Rochester and you're excited about being here. She's like, we don't have anything to offer you. <laughs> they didn't capitalize oh, one bit on that. You would th- I mean, like, a national- Let me tell you about a nice business opportunity we can work I mean, out here. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, the, I mean, like, you're missed opportunities completely. What the fuck? I mean, like, I would have T-shirts and banners. I mean, like, yeah. dude, I would have given NBC shit would have to send years. me a cease and desist letter for all the shit I'd be merchandising. I'd be like, hey, you, y'all put me in there. I didn't ask for this. You, you brought me in, you know, and I'm just in. So, yeah, not one thing. I got a pen. She gave me her pen, which was really nice of her and everything. Because she knew she felt bad. So I'm like, you guys want nothing? Oh, I'd merchandise the shit out of it. Because I'm talking about, like, my kids have got a YouTube channel with 100 um, subscribers, and they're talking about fucking merch, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, they are. They've actually been working on their logo. 
Right? Yeah, if anybody wants to go to that, it's called Louis Gaming. Louis and Stuff Gaming 2.0 is what his channel uh-huh. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, real simple name. <laughs> you know, wait, wait and listen to me. I always tell them, keep it, you know, keep it short, keep it simple. They're like, yeah, Louis and Gaming 2.0. It's like, Jesus Christ, it's a whole sentence. But um, yeah, they're working on their logo and their merch and everything. They're freaking 11, 10, and nine, oh, 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, but they're working on merchants. But then again, they're my kids, too, so they kind yeah. of got yeah, a little bit of a predisposed to that between me and especially, too, like, you know, the two older one, their dad, you know, because he's really, like, he's a business-type guy like that, too. So, yep, gotcha. two salesmen, they're, they're just kind of natural into that whole thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, so you said you were getting, uh, earlier you had mentioned Deadpool. Yeah, it's coming out, comes right? Comes out week? in a week. I don't know. It's oh, coming. Wow. It's, it's in a week or so. I don't I think know. It's... They got Ryan Reynolds every fucking way right now, so yeah. it's coming. I haven't seen the official. I haven't seen it officially, but I've seen it online. Have you seen? He did a video with Celine Dion. I saw. It's like the, a legit Celine Dion. Something. It's like a legit Celine Dion Where she video. Was, yeah, she responds back to her like then it's a bunch of fucking well, ridiculousness. No, where no, she did a like she's it's a legit Celine Dion song. Well, yeah, I heard. Oh, and then, it's a song. And it's there's a there, there's a video where she's filmed where she's on a stage and everything where it looks it's a legit legit it looks like my heart will go on except like then fucking Deadpool comes out on the stage or something it's like Canadian that. Canadian represent Canadian. Oh, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Well, yeah, yeah they're, they're both Canadian. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. See, I'm, I kind of got an eye for this stuff too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I love me. <laughs> you know that. Oh God, I'm so looking forward. Darian Lake opened last weekend. We're going for our first one this weekend. We're splitting a cabin with Heather this particular time, so um, that's gonna be interesting because it's gonna be Heather, her teenage son, and um, two of his friends, and then me and my three. I'll oh. shoved into one of the little cabins, but um, it'll be fun, and um, I'm just psyched about that though too. But that's like the one thing I love about Darien Lake is like Darien Lake is like an invasion, you know. So, uh-huh. <laughs> and all of the stereotypes totally like I've only met one Canadian that was really kind of an asshole, you know, but he was a little drunk too, so that might have been the alcohol a bit. Oh, okay. you know, yeah. Yeah, because he asked me a question about my kids or whatever, and I answered him, and then he was just kind of like, Arr! and I'm like, yeah, have a good night. <laughs> you know, I was like, I'm getting the fuck away from you. <laughs> well, it's May 18th, technically, is the, ah, okay. the first right day, so, so yeah, right around weeks. the corner, next next weekend. Yeah, I'll be at, um, that weekend I go to um, Dansville for the Dogwood Festival, which I'm not even sure really Dogwood. Well, I'm sure I'm going to find out. <laughs> There'll probably be some kind of fucking mascot. It, you know? <laughs> That's the one thing I do love, too, about the festivals. Like, every single, like, the festival festivals, not, like, your shows. Like, there's a difference between festivals. And um, we always get into, like, to the craft shows because of the fact that we're nail files. That's, mm-hmm. You know, and then we're like, hey, we're in with the hand-painted nail files. Well, let me show you about this. <laughs> you know? Gotcha. So, which are amazing, by the way, spa bars. Google it. Um, Shays Forever Files. Anyhow, um, yeah, pop Jennifer in the sales truck for me. Anyhow, <laughs> give me my commission. Anyhow, um, yeah, so they're different though. All the festivals though, they always have like the mascots and everything. So, like last weekend was like a crawfish walking around. Then there was also a pig too, which I don't quite understand how that coincided with the crawfish and pig. There was a big old pig. Yeah, like... his name was like Eddie even too or something. Oh, like a legit like, like a live pig. No, no, oh, no. Oh, okay, like, like a mask. Oh, okay. Yeah, his name was Eddie. Two things that you make sure you better cook that proper. (laughs) I don't know, but like, yeah, for some reason they had a pig walking around too. I don't know how the two exactly (laughs) coincide together, but there's got to be some like logic to it. But then they had like other mascots from Syracuse walking around too, like the one baseball team. 
oh, okay. orange guy, you know. And oh, Syracuse, yeah, the orange. Yeah, they all, yeah, they're the orange men. There's yeah. a shit ton. They love their orange there. Um, uh, yeah, and then like the cannabis fest, like I was saying, they had the bushes. The guys, the bushes walk around. Corn and potato fest. They had a guy in a corn suit and a potato suit <laughs> walking around. You know, um, yeah, they always had their mascots there. Everything. So now, now what about your other? Uh, your other job, uh, pro- the other thing Which that you're doing, the parties, no, no, the... Uh... Oh, Pure Romance, yeah, I'm selling Pure Romance now. <laughs> I got a Pure Romance party tomorrow. See, I ended up canceling the one on Friday because of the festival. Oh, okay. Um, we're just going to go Facebook Live on that one, too. Plus, she also, she was kind of relieved. Mm-hmm. Was making, she definitely was not crying. But, um, yeah, I got another one coming up tomorrow. But that's, so. but that's pure, pure romances. romances. Yeah, it's lotions, lubes, lotions. and sex toys. Absolutely. <laughs> so I do sex toys parties, and they're awesome. They're a lot of fun. Each uh-huh. one's different, but they're always a good old time and everything. I was telling you before about that one. Um, one of the party games I do uh-huh. is, um, like, basically tell everybody, like, come up with a name. Like, you got your regular name, but before it, like, kind of come up with your dirty name, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. So, like, it... I mean, like, and it can be as raunchy as you want it, like, you know, like, jizz on my tits or something, you know, whatever <laughs> you want it to be, you know? And so there was this one crowd where it was, like, mostly, like, about young 20, early, or, sorry, early 20 to mid-20s, like, in definitely social care, like, a lot of them definitely kind of fresh out of school mm-hmm. and fresh into the field, still very enthusiastic about what they do and everything. <laughs> How I remember some of my friends who got into that particular field being when they were younger and everything. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and so, yeah, for the most part, it was, like, early to, like, mid-20s, younger girls and all that. And then you had, like, one woman who probably runs the office, the adult of the situation, you know? <laughs> and um, that was um, Donna. And she had been, like, about my mom's age, which I'm... 40. My mom's going to be 70 in a couple of months. She probably wouldn't appreciate it. You know, so I always have to say Donna was about like my mom's age. So she's the adult of the group. And they ended up talking Donna into coming to one of the parties or whatever. And man, oh man, was she a true player. I mean, like a trooper. She just was such a team player. Um, she came out. We got around to her. She was the last one, too, to have to introduce herself. And she was awesome. She's just like, because I told him, like, try to make it to, like, your own sexual personality. Was exactly what I would say. And she bust out with, hi, I'm special occasion Donna. <laughs> 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 so, but it does. It, it's, it's just so fun, you know. But then there's, like, other things, too, that you got to worry about. Like, it, it definitely was a little weird having to explain to my friends about why, Certain things can't go in your ass, and you definitely need to make sure that you have a plug, <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they're they're just not familiar at all. Not saying that I'm very familiar with that either, but I mean, you know, I mean, it's. I kind of thought it was a little bit of like adult sexuality common knowledge that, like, you know, if yeah. you don't have a plug, it's gonna get yeah, sucked keep up. Keep going there. up there. But I had to actually explain this to some of my friends. <laughs> not something. Yeah, like, yeah you kind of get to know certain things too that you didn't necessarily want to know about your friends in that kind of a field too or other people but you know someone has but all the knowledge awesome. oh no i know what this is <laughs> oh yeah absolutely absolutely it's funny well, you too. have to work your way up to this one <laughs> right? Jesus. but you know what it has done too though is like since i started doing the pure romance thing it's like you would have thought that I was, like, opening the floodgates to guys to just basically be, like, you know, coming at me with, like, the whole fucking sex offer. You know what I mean? Because, like, I had so many... It was, like, the fucking floodgates opened. Like, have you ever seen that meme of, like, that girl going down the slide and all the, like, fucking hot dogs right behind her? Or whatever? That's how I felt, man. It was, like, everybody was starting to come at me 
Like, they thought, like, it was all of a sudden, like, hey, for a good time, call Jen, you know? And it's oh, like, shit. fuck you. Oh, wow. So, like, yeah, dude, I'm telling you, like, I had so many, like, so many guys contacted me or just, like, like a couple unsolicited dick pics, like, not even bothering to kind of, you know, just kind of like, hey, you know, like, if you want to you know, hang out sometime, like, I'm willing. And it's kind of, you know, like, no, just, okay. One, just because I'm doing this, you uh-huh. know, doesn't mean that it changes anything about me or what we think. And not for nothing, but, like, you know, I don't give a shit at this point. It's like, you know, I only invest in, like, the people that invest in me or whatever. So, like, if all you're coming at me with is, like, some kind of bullshit offer like that, mm-hmm. I'm not even fucking in it. You know what I mean? I, I, I will entertain any real deal offers, but I'm not going to fucking in it. That's mm-hmm. just not. I don't know. I hate dating. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty much why I haven't really been doing it. You know what I mean? I had my heart broken in February. So, yeah. You know, and I'm still. I just hate it. I mean, like, you know, I did go out and I'm moving on, though. I mean, like, I did go on a couple dates. You know, I went on a lunch date even just last week, you know, and he was a nice guy and all that. It's not going to work out, though. You know, I was talking to him. I was chit-chatting with that one guy I was telling you about, too, who got kind of a little aggressive. As yeah, far right as before my... the episode. You're, you're... Well, because the whole thing is, like I said, okay, you know what? Like, you know, the festival season just started a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And I was doing last year's festival season without the Disney vacation thing, which is not really taking up too much of my time. It still takes up a little bit of my time. Or the pure raw bit, you know? So my parents help me out with the kids when they can, which is mainly at this point so I can work. And before, I didn't really work a whole lot, so I didn't have to worry about, like, you know, if I wanted to go out with somebody or like that, I could usually work it in mm-hmm. and have my parents watch my children. My children are safe and everything, and Mommy can go out and play for a little bit mm-hmm. and then come back to real life, and all is good. Now... My parents are watching my kids while I'm working. I'm working a lot of, you know, like weekends or whatever where I'm gone all weekend. And, you know, so I really need to take advantage of it, you know, for that. Yeah. And so, like, asking for them to watch my kids at this point for me to be able to go and that is not the easiest thing to request. And I came to the realization that, you know, with me doing all this at this moment and me being so busy and everything... This isn't really fair for anybody else to have to accept from me. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I'm not going to expect that. And I probably shouldn't be, gotcha. you know, I jumped back into it because my whole thing was, okay, you know what? I had my heart broken before. Now I'm over it and everything. And I took that little bit of time where, you know, I just did me, girl. You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that kind of typical response that happens after something like that does happen to you. But then, um, you know, I mean, got back in the saddle and everything because I thought that's exactly what I should do. And then I realized, oh, you know what? It's not really going to be fair to anybody that I do even consider something with anyhow, so I really shouldn't be doing this. But man, oh man, the other guy took it real. I mean, because I read you the responses Yeah, yeah the too. guy was like, real like, oh, they, you know, I mean, I don't want to tell what he's saying, but he's basically saying like, um, I've been real patient with you. And so, like, you've been I talking started to- talking to him last Monday. Like, we didn't even make it a full week of conversation and text. And he's all like, I've been patient with you all this time. Yeah, all this time. And all, like, yeah, that guy looks like he was, six days. he was definitely carrying some sort of fucking baggage. Oh, you're just like the other people or whatever. And I was like, like, dude, you need to calm the fuck down. Mm-hmm. And especially like, I mean, because, you know, I, 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 I do my little conversations here and there on, on the dating sites. And like, you know, and, and <laughs> someone who has someone with three kids and stuff like that, like they're going to be busy because, you know, when, you know, that's like getting the fucking planets into alignment. If you're trying to think like, you know, when it comes to getting someone oh you know or you could get someone who has three kids and, and totally neglects their fucking kids you know what I'm right, like, is, is that the kind of person like, you know what i'm just gonna go ahead and leave them home alone yeah. and everything and, dump them over my friend's yeah. house or whatever so like you know if you want someone that's a halfway responsible adult and you know and has three kids you kind of have to like understand that dude your your fourth 
or you're fifth in line. <laughs> I got three kids, so yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're fourth on the list as far as like me trying to figure you know that out or whatever. I mean, my whole thing is like you know I always say I'm like I'm coordinating four schedules because I mean even at six years old, Tony's got his own little mm-hmm. you know he's got his own like with school activities and stuff, and then same thing with my daughter and same thing with my son. So I'm collaborating four schedules with mine included, mm-hmm. and then if you want to even include my parents who help me out because they live down the street, yeah, yeah you know that's just, six schedules right there. You know, I mean, because they can not their own. Yeah, exactly, life. you can't just go, oh, mom, dad, here's the kids or whatever. I mean, no, they. I mean, yeah. trust me, they got their own life too with their own friends and their own, you know, their own activities and stuff that they do or whatever. So, you know, I mean, it, it's like what I said to him. It takes a village. It takes a village over here. Mm-hmm. It's not just me. I can't just pick up and go. And like you said, too, that would be a serious red flag. If I have three children that are here 24-7 and then all of a sudden I'm just like, yeah, I can meet you for coffee in an hour. And then the <laughs> next time you ask me out, I'm like, yeah, I can meet you again in like two hours. Or That's a red flag for somebody with three kids. Yeah. Because that shows that, like you said, they're not taking care of their kids. Yeah. Somebody else is or they're just neglecting them completely. Yeah. 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 No, I. But you know, I'm on top of my shit here. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean that that particular guy in general is like you're getting way impatient for someone that you've known for a week and a half, and it's oh, he definitely just wasn't gonna end up working out. You know, know, and it's like I don't know. My whole thing at this point is I think that I need to just you know, especially with festival season just starting, I need to get through this festival. Mm And just basically, you know, like probably get back on that old, you know, powerful bandwagon of just do you, girl. <laughs> I was doing good. I mean, like, you know, as far as just doing me, I've been doing really good just in life in general, man. I mean, like, I haven't drank in a couple months. Mm-hmm. You know, that's pretty awesome. Um, you know, I've had it because of my stomach issues. I've had to change my diet with that. I mean, like, that's a lot to deal with, too, man. It's a lot of life changes and everything like that. So, you know, I think that, like, right now, it just doesn't, you know, I mean, like, as much as I would like to have a relationship and everything like that, I don't see how it's going to work out with me kind of doing this whole thing. Because, I mean, like, I got something going every single weekend up until mid-October. So, like, that right there, like, I can't do anything with anybody on the weekend. Yeah. You know, and then what am I going to do? I'm going to try and do it on the weeknights. Well, okay, well, what am I going to do with my kids? And especially summer's coming up, so they're not going to be in school or nothing like that. You know what I mean? Like, at least, you know, like, the way I was doing it. Before was I was, and that's the thing too. And I started to realize that, like, yeah, I'm not gonna be able to keep doing it like that because I was doing it before with like coffee dates or lunch dates that were happening during the week, you know. But I also thought that was kind of sending out the wrong impression too, because it kind of sends out like that whole little idea, girl. I'm not. Uh, (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm definitely not. So I'm not Mm. trying to send that impression. You know what I mean? You know. Oh, I just hate Dad. I do. Yeah, and I've been, you know, I'm sort of, and then I'm, I'm. The funny thing is, like, I'll, I'll try to initiate a conversation with someone on, like a dating site, and it's like, what if this turns out to something? Because I don't have a fucking car. <laughs> like, <laughs> I like, I'm gonna hope I have some real understanding chick. Like, if I start talking to, like, you know, because like, even if let's just say I did start me talking to someone right now, like, oh, and when what it, you know, comes to the point where she's like, all right, let's hang out. And I'm like, oh shit, <laughs> right. I got the Uber. <laughs> You know what? You having no car is better than what you have. Because <laughs> you know my thoughts on the old car. Yeah, you do not like my crown. Vid. Well, because like I said, it sends out a serious red flag to anybody, really. Because what he used to have, I mean, it doesn't matter. It's dead now. You're not driving around it. Mm-hmm. But he used to have an old um, police crown car. Vic police car that was like painted over. So you didn't have the police logo on it or not like that. But if I remember correctly, too, you still had the spotlight. The spotlight mirror. Uh, I mean, like, you could tell it was a cop car. Yeah, no, yeah. Or I, that it used to be a cop I, car. I had, like, the, like... The, the holes in the plastic where the spotlight used to go, but I didn't have the spotlight. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, yeah, this, the, the old 
It was old police cars. I, I right. always wanted to have one. I had one. I got it out of my system. I understand. Like, Scotty wanted, when I was married back in the day, like, you know, Scott used to talk to me about the, he wanted one so bad. And I was down for it. You know, I was like, yeah, it makes sense. But the only reason why I was okay with it with him, though, too, was because he was going to trick it out and basically, like, build it as being, like, the, you know, went based off of his computer service company. And mm-hmm. he was going to kind of trick it out to be more ambulance-looking than cop-looking. Yeah. And kind of do that whole, you know, like, I'm the computer doctor that's always been overplayed at the point. Mm-hmm. But, you know, he thought he was kind of coming up with a concept back because we're talking also, you know, late or late nights. Mm-hmm. when everything was in all that and um you know in early 2000 but i mean like i was down for it then but that was because of like what he wanted to do with it or whatever with that driving it around like you like i was just saying like if if i was a chick who didn't know you uh-huh. and then you pulled up and then everything like to me it would be a red flag because i'd be like okay is this like one of them crazy dudes it's like pulling over people on the expressway that i read about oh, you know yeah like pull, you yeah. know i mean like because you do hear about that kind of shit you know yeah. I mean, like it'd be like somebody who comes pulling up in the white van. Like, that to me is a little, like, unless they got, like, a good van, really, they're like, hey, you know, like, I work for so-and-so construction, and... I need this van, yeah. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) You know Not the free candy van. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But if somebody just kind of comes in with the empty-ass van, and, you know, everything, like, that's a little weird. Like, that, you know, not necessarily weird, but it does still kind of... Like, should I, I be, you. you know, that little, should I be concerned? <laughs> yeah, right. And that's the whole thing. In dating, you don't want to start tripping that whole thing up, especially in that first meeting yeah. of somebody. Because, like, you know, people formulate their yeah. impression of you kind of within the first 30 seconds to begin with. And mm-hmm. then... Beyond that too, but I mean, like that first impression really does mean a lot. Yeah, and it's well, it's like that. Uh, it's the um, it's the uh, like you know the the when you watch like the specials, like you know she should have seen the red flags. And that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Exactly, because like that to me would have thrown up a red flag. Or I'd be like, hey, is this the dude, the crazy dude pulling people over, thinking that they're a cop or whatever like that? You know? I mean, like I had a buddy when I was a young, you know, younger, like you know, late teens, early twenties, or like that. I had a buddy who was a little, like, over, like, he wanted to be a cop. And mm-hmm. he kind of did a couple things that went a little Dwight, you know, or Dwight Schrute, in a way. Yeah. You know, is yeah. probably the best way to describe yeah. it. Yeah, well, because I've, I've, since my, like, I was a correctional officer for, you know, a year, a bunch of years. And uh, and then you years. tell somebody that, too, right there, that I'd be like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right there. Yeah, like, the, 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 done. Yeah, NYP, crazy. For NYPD, they... <laughs> They call them buffs, like a person that's way into being a a person that's way into being a cop who isn't a cop. They call called, them buffs. Uh, buffs. Yeah, yeah. Like, and yeah. then that's what I would think he would be, like, there's, especially if you bust out with yeah, I was a correctional officer. Oh, yeah, and he's driving around in a fake police car. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely fucking crazy asshole. You're not dating this one. <laughs> Swipe right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I did delete um, my Twitter, or not Tinder, though. I got rid of all the dating sites, but I was on Tinder for a little bit. Again, mm-hmm. that's how I had met that one dude that started talking mm-hmm. and basically appreciate my... I mean, I don't know. I guess, like, the whole it's not you, it's me thing has been overplayed and something like that. But legitimately, I was explaining, like, it's not you, it's me. Because it really wasn't him, it was me, until the point that he decided to get to be an asshole about the whole thing, me telling him it's not you, it's me. Yeah. <laughs> I was saying, for him to respond like that is he was obviously carrying... It's like, now it's you. Yeah, he, 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 got a, he had a bunch of baggage. That answer doesn't come out of the conversation. Right. It, it you was had. me, but now, I'm sorry, it, it is you. <laughs> <laughs> sorry to say. And, yeah, I don't yeah. know. And then, you know, with the dating, like, that's one thing, like, one thing I've been trying to do. I've been trying to, like... You know, like, I bought my daughter a bike. I promised her I would buy her a bike. And even when I just lost my fucking job, I'm like, all right, I'm going to buy you a bike. 
And then My I've been and what and you know and then like you know last weekend we went out riding and you know we walked and and like I live by what, the Genesee River what what is yeah. that you know I live That's you exactly know what it is. and you know there's these bike paths by the river mm-hmm. and we went around you'll notice commonly in your area is yeah oh that's yeah, right yeah it's, it's not a coincidence oh yeah no, <laughs> I was saying like I was like I don't know if, I don't know I said what's the proper name for it yeah Genesee River Genesee and River. and so um. We did that, and then you know, uh, like growing up when I rode my bike, I used to live by the East River, so the East River had a bunch of bike paths and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So it just it takes me back to my childhood. Um, and then like then like even the other day, like I don't have a car, but she wants to go to the playground, and I'm like, all right, so we'll go ride our bikes to the playground. So you know, we went to the the one that's closest to us. That's in the, I mean, there's there's playgrounds in the bad area, you know. All right, but the nice we went we went on. more towards yeah. the, the city where it's like you know the nice area. So we rode our bikes to the to you know and you know and like. I get, you know, I'd like to see maybe I get a little exercise, maybe lose a couple of weight, a little bit, right. a couple of pounds, you know, here and there, because I, you know, you know, and I've put on a lot of weight, you know, being in yeah, Rochester. Yeah, but it doesn't matter anyhow and everything, because like I've had guys, you know, I mean, like that tell me to the, like, oh, I'm overweight or oh, I'm, you know, but and I'm just like, no, I'm like honestly, like to me, like I, I dig a dad, you mm-hmm. know, like I actually find that attractive. You got to kind of just let people decide what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because, like, everybody is not always attracted to just one type. It's not going to matter if you're carrying weight or whatever like that. You know, everyone's going to be attracted to what they're attracted to. Mm-hmm. So you just got to kind of let the person decide that, you know, they're attracted. And then don't fucking fight it with them. Don't tell them that you I mean, like, that is one thing that I got to admit that fucking used to piss me off about this one dude that I used to date last year. Mm-hmm. Was that he all the time used to say to me, like, ah, I'm fat, I'm fat. And I'd be like, no, it's dad bod, and I love it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then he'd be like, no, no, I need... Don't... Tell, no, no, no. Like, when I'm telling you, like, it's dad bod, and I love it, fucking take the compliment and shut the fuck up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sabotaging like, himself. Seriously. it's Because, like, you know what you're doing to me now? You're becoming a whiner, and I'm getting turned off. Gotcha. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, so shut the fuck up. If I'm telling you I'm attracted to you, fucking take it, smile, and be, you know, <laughs> Say be thank good you about it. I mean, like... Why fucking argue with me about it? It doesn't make any sense, you know? I mean, unless you're trying to feed your own ego, maybe that's what it's got to do with. I don't think this particular man was doing that, but, you know? Gotcha. But, yeah. Well, he turned out to be a <laughs> <laughs> He was a cheat. Right, so, uh, let me, you know, uh, this one last thing. I'm, yeah, I just, say what you got. So, with the new job, you yeah. know, I've noticed this a lot. I mean, I, I, I put this in a post. My new job... There are a lot of Puerto Ricans from Puerto Rico oh, in my job? new my new job. It's crazy. Do you think it's got to do with the hurricane, maybe? Because a lot of people relocated. Well, no, I think I don't know what it is. I think it's one of those deals where, like, when one person gets a job at a place, they kind of bring people. They kind of people from their circle with them uh, because not only is it Puerto Ricans, it's also a lot of people from Thailand. Okay. And, and so that's the, the funny thing is that, like, you know, it, it's sort of a weird, but it's it's yeah. weird that like. I'm dealing with these guys, and I, you know, talk, and you know, Puerto Ricans do speak. I mean, they they learn English in school, right. so I mean, they speak, they 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 conversationally speak Spanish, <laughs> but they can't speak English. You know, right. I mean, it's not probably not the greatest English, but they speak it enough where it's converse. You could be conversational. So you know, you know, like one of the, I've been kind of working with the same kind of group of people. There's there's no official groups, okay. but they kind of. They kind of keep everyone kind of together. So, they, you yeah. know, and a girl, you know, she's been in New York for four years. And I'm like, you left the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. Even if you left the worst parts of Puerto Rico, to come to fucking Rochester, <laughs> where well, it's I mean, snowing eight months too, out of year. So 
Oh yeah, and everything. Yeah, I mean, yeah, there's there's that also, but I mean, just saying is that like you know, even if you left the worst parts of Rochester of Puerto Rico, right. you're gonna come to Rochester and deal with the fucking snow and shit. Like, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know? yeah, but you're talking to someone too. Who I mean, like, I love Rochester. Well, no, you know, it's, Rochester, it's your home. The and, you know. seasons. It, the thing is, is like Rochester is like a love it or hate it place. You either love it or you hate it. You know, but I gotta tell you though too. You tend to find a lot of people who have decided to relocate. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm finding it because, like, I'm at that age where, like, you know, it kind of just works out that way. But, like, a lot of people who have relocated, a lot of them do come back. I do see that. I mean, like, especially in my age, too. Like, I've seen a lot of people who moved away right out of high school or whatever like that. Now I'm about to be 40, you know. And I've seen over time a lot of people fucking come back to Rochester or at least the surrounding area of Rochester and to this area or to, like, you know, Western New York. And they eventually end up kind of coming, you know, they end up coming back for whatever reason. You know, like my one girl, she left, um, and I, I mean, like this was before I actually knew her, but still, you know, I met her after she came back. She happened to be one of these people that she moved down to Florida. And then, um, I don't, I, I'm pretty sure it was two hurricanes that she went through, but it was the Hurricane Charlie was the one that like took all of her shit and everything like that. She was in a FEMA trailer having to, you know, live off of like that. And then she waited until she got the money. And then when she got the money, she used it to relocate, which oh, was okay. totally legit. Yeah. You know, I mean, you're, you're, no snow's gonna break your house. Yeah, and it was kind of her whole thing. Like, you know, well, at least I didn't have to deal with this shit out there. So she used her money that she got from all the, you know, everything, losing everything down there and came back here or whatever, you know. And I just know, I know a lot of people who have come back. And then, I mean, there's a few people that I know that have left. The, you know, there is still, a lot of them do. I do see that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, just once again, you know, I, it's sort of like, like, Back to the job thing. It's sort of like I think it's just one of those deals where like when, once people start working at a place, like other, then other they start bringing in, yeah, you know, their cousin or their friend or whatever. So it was real interesting to see, like you know, and, and some of these people are like in supervisory positions. I mean, not like I mean, technically the job I'm getting is a supervisory position, which which is sort of I'm like, makes me a little upset. Like I should be getting paid a little bit more then, right? But you know, it, it is kind of interesting to see, like you know. Like, I, I feel like, I do feel a little bit like, oh, these are my people. <laughs> I mean, even though I'm the whitest Puerto Rican on the planet. I, so, like, you know, it, but, it, it, you know, it's again, it's not a bad job. Who knows how long I'll be there. Like, the guy that's training me, who's for the position that, I, that I'm going for. Because right, right now, I'm doing, like, the grunt work. But it's sort of like, how could you be a supervisor? You know, it's better that you do the grunt work first. And when you're a supervisor, you know what you know what the grunt work entails well, yeah, you know, when you're in charge of the grunts. Or something like that too. You're supposed to be able to step into whatever job needs to be stepping up. And he's been there for a year and a half. Okay. Yeah. And then the funny thing is he was wearing a shirt from Conserve where I used to work. And I'm like, oh, he's working constantly. Oh, and he goes, no, my wife does. <laughs> but it was, you know, so then him and I were like, we're talking and like, you know, sharing, old, I'm sharing my award stories from there and stuff like that. So, um, you know, it's not that bad. Well, that's um, good. You know, and once again, you know, I'm, I'm really trying to keep a positive attitude. You know, the weather's better. Yeah, I don't have a car, but you know, something, something will happen. You know, I, you know, because originally I was going to buy Austin's old car off of it right. with my tax return. And unfortunately things didn't work out there. So... I, then I did. I took my tax return and I paid off some. I paid off uh, fucking debts that I owed that were affecting my credit. So, right. I mean, not that it's going to change my credit overnight, but at least it's one less thing I got to worry about. So you know, it's not like I did piss the money away. I was paying off old debts and right. you know, I'm trying to get my credit up back and running. Yeah, I'm trying to be an adulting. adult. You know. Yes. And so 
you know, I know I, I sometimes I come off as negative, or whatever. I'm really trying to be positive. I'm really trying to like, you know, maybe you know, obviously the other old way wasn't working. Let's try something fucking new here. You know, hey, positivity works for me, man. You yeah. see me, I'm always I'm on there too. Always look forward. That's one of my biggest ones too. You know, which is um definitely helps me out. You know, I mean, try to keep it positive as possible. Just remember. The energy that you're sending out is kind of like the energy you're going to get back. Or at least, I at least, and it helps me. So if you don't fucking that fuck off, you can just mock it all you want. I don't care. <laughs> it works for me. And so me and my world, I believe you put out positive, you're going to get positive back. So that's what I try to do. And when I find myself thinking negative, I try to put a positive spin on it. You know, all of it seems to work for me. I mean, I tend to be in a happy place mm-hmm. you know, you know? I, I think it's just kind of like some of it's in your mind for what you put on to the universe is gonna get back yeah, try you know try a different so, approach <laughs> yeah hey it works so i don't know so anything else you want to address before we uh, wrap this I, sucker up <laughs> like i said we are i figured we're just gonna riff off of it yeah we're, we're an hour and a half in so yeah which probably get off right, let's start uh, so, get teddy back in anyhow yeah <laughs> so while you go get him i'll do the whole outro thing yeah, go for it. uh please visit two strangers one podcast.net where you can find all things show related first and foremost you can find links to our itunes page where you can subscribe to us on your iphone ipad or ipod who still has an ipad or ipod i don't know but uh, if you do, you can subscribe to us there. We are on Android devices on the Stitcher app. That's S-T-I-S-T-H-C... Oh, boy. <laughs> S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, the Stitcher app for Android devices. Uh, you can listen uh, offline, listen later, available offline, and download all your episodes. You're in a Wi-Fi spot, like a local library or McDonald's or anything like that, and then uh, listen to them later without killing your battery or your data plan. Um, and of course, like I mentioned before, we are on uh, SoundCloud and I do make all the available, all the episodes available for download. I don't know if there, I still had an issue with Android devices. I don't know if you could still download them on Android devices, but, um, you should be able to download them, uh, to the episodes, or at least definitely off the SoundCloud website. If you want to write the show, you can write to us at two strangers, one podcast at gmail.com. That's all spelled out. Two strangers, one podcast at gmail.com. I'm just going to check the mail just real quick and see if Oscar has sent the mail at all. Right. Um, he's, he's been beating me up the past couple episodes, but you know, that's par for the course. Um, then there. I believe is... he also sent Paul. Oh, he did? If he did, I, I'm not aware of it. But You should talk to Paul. Look <laughs> how that circle comes back around. See? <laughs> <laughs> chat with Paul I'm pretty sure he did and if you want to uh, reach us uh, I'm excuse me if you want to tweet at us you could tweet us at stranger podcast at stranger podcast um, is okay I'm, I brought, while I'm doing this I'm trying to get into my uh, I'm trying to get email. into my gmail account which is being a pain in the ass right now so I'll save that for later um, what else what else what else our twitter if you want to follow us we, 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 of course we want your money we need your money but if we can't get a dime from you the least you could do is share and like this episode on facebook we're on facebook.com facebook.com slash two strangers one podcast all spelled out um, once again let all the people know uh, that you like the show and once again you know just just get people interested into it uh, let me see what else I can't think of anything else. Let me see. Nope, no, no letters from Oscar as I check for my phone. Uh, that's about. I'm it. sure you'll get one after this episode. Like, Why the fuck did you have that bitch? Why the back fuck? Yeah. <laughs> you can't stand her fucking laugh. <laughs> Her voice is horrible. You know, you Your finally audio get audio sucks. You, it was like you finally get the audio fixed, and then you have her on. <laughs> what the fuck, man? That's right. You know what? The thing is, I got nothing but love for him. So <laughs> uh, that's the funny thing is, well, like you're you would... gonna have some. I mean, you're not. I'm not everybody's going to like you. 
and that's okay. You know, that's how it is in life and everything. So you just either, you know, take it personal or you're just like, you know, well, okay, like me or whatever. Sorry, right, Lizzie. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I love him for the, that. Past, the past couple, you know, the past couple episodes, you know, you know, we've had interactions with Tommy B, with Chris Mounts, uh, you know. Oh, there's been more with Tommy. Oh, yeah. Well, See, I, mean, I gotta go back and listen. Well, I well he, I mean, episodes. they interact on the on the Facebook pages and stuff like that, and oh, okay. and I always say thank you, you know, thank you to the loyal listeners and everything like that. Well, hell yeah. You know, uh, you know, and even and once again, even uh, even Oscar, you know. He, he, I interact with the people that love me, and I interact with the people that hate me. You know what I'm saying? So either way, interact we're with the we're people gonna... who are interacting. Exactly. Thank God for doing it. Yeah. Guys. Thank you for interacting, and exactly. thank you for listening. Um, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. Thank, thank you. you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Jen. Don't be a stranger. Bye. Peace. We're out. Bye. You should be fapping. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. And punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialist, Lynette. I know. I, I, oh, fucking. Are you oh, sure man. I didn't write this? <laughs> uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively, su- sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I got to meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia. Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. All right. Both Lynette and uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her, fucking. She's impressed. I am. Summer. She got some summer reading. <laughs> Christopher Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Hook a motherfucker up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be so honest too. with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. <laughs> Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, And if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a, a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www. 
L-U-L-U dot com. That's Lulu.com. I understand that. I just want to spell it out. <laughs> <laughs> Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, Lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15 and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard for a paperback version. No, this is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on, come! I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm gonna make that smelly joke. I all. know you're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.